0: Must have been March, February or March.
1: Those that was very cold. then, so people mm-hmm. might not. We were already bundled up. Yeah, They're
0: and the coldest months. I could get it in there was forty-five. Um, I guess maybe the lighting kept it. You're still recording. How did I not notice that? Well, we have sixteen minutes of something. <laughs> so that's good. Bet there's probably some good stuff, and I'm just gonna keep it. I'll sum it up this way. I I think three is the perfect number for a podcast. One is not enough two is is to like you you just are getting there. Yeah. Cuz we're doing this. We can do it because we know how to complement each other yeah, we've also, in conversation. We
1: also have 13 years of history. We also yeah, we
0: have a lot of years. It's um or oh, 2005. It's
1: gonna be, gonna be 14 years. Yeah.
0: Year? So God man,
1: we've known each other way too long. Yeah, but because
0: of that we can, you know, we can have a, a conversation.
1: Remember when we were all excited about 10 years of friendship?
0: <laughs> Eventually it'll be next, like next 30. Year, next year's gonna be 15 years. Yeah. And it's just gonna keep going until you're finally sick of me and you're like, "Yeah, fuck we're this gonna guy. be like like <laughs> I hate this guy so much."
1: We're We're, we're gonna be like uh, like, sell, like, 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 mm-hmm. forty-five years of friendship. I finally met someone who wants to be in a relationship with me.
0: <laughs> and that's when I pass you off. And I, like, it's you know, like when you're waving at a cruise ship as it goes away. Like, that's what it's gonna be like. I'm just waving.
1: Well, I don't know if it's gonna be like that. I'd much rather it be like, let's add another person to the team Please. because, like, any, like, it's you. The two of us are great, and like, take any one of our very close friends, like your girlfriend Tam. Three of us are a good trio. Uh, Yumi and Michael mm-hmm. were a good trio. The four of us are a good group. I would much rather add another person to the group than oh, for sure. Or, than no, I'm not rough. going anywhere. You can't. Neither I of us can exist. I've tried to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> But it's. I think three is the perfect number for a podcast because there's no possibility of two conversations happening at once. Right. Um, when there's four people, which we actually we just had five the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. No, you no we didn't four. have five. We had four. You yeah, because you weren't there. Yeah, we had four and. Conversation split up, and I'm like, oh, this is this is concerning, because how do I control this? I can't control this.
1: Like you said, three works great, because you mm. can only have one conversation, and I think, add on to that, mm. the third person, two people can be talking, and the third person can jump in, which yeah. is a role I play a lot on this show.
0: And then we, we which I, I feel bad about sometimes. Cause no, it's
1: fine. It's like, we get our guests because you know them, so you're obviously going to have a better rapport it, with them, and I've got... I mean, it, it it it's different sometimes when we have like a mutual friend like mm-hmm. Avery, yeah, or um, who else have we had?
0: Ron Oster called me out for that he, on the show. He um, he's like, oh, let on it. live stream live, yeah, live stream live, <laughs> yeah. Ron Ron Oster oh, actually yeah, called me out, yeah, and uh, he
1: for those who don't know, Ron Oster. Uh, played pierre on tim, tim
0: and, eric. and eric what a what a really nice dude and
1: at the height of our success on live stream live
0: we got to interview him mm-hmm. and it was yeah it was viewed by a lot of people we did really good and at 15 we, we still had known each other for a few years yeah
1: yeah we had met when we were
0: 11 15 i think is when we began our creative partnership yeah yeah because that's i think when we got together in my basement and we're like hey let's just write a bunch of sketches and they're like the worst things of all oh, time awful. But we were 14 or 15.
1: 13 is when we solidified mm. ourselves as best friends. And
0: we were just really excited about it. Where was I going to go with Speaking that? Speaking of things but, that yeah. we should oh. have never written. Oh, there's a few things. There's
1: a f- well, this one wasn't necessarily
0: like... a, a, a
1: British cop. The which British a, which cop.
0: Which is a weird kind of racism. <laughs> that's now. No, that's not racist. That was no, just dumb. Just, was we dumb. decided, we're like, we're going to do an Abbott and Costello bit for high schoolers. At the age of 15. At, at the age right of, age 15. of 15. 15. So, 10 years ago, because Andy and I, we were a team as, you know, we did uh, news segments on our, our yeah. school's morning did, show. Like, fun little man on the And people would thing. come up to us on the, or they would come up to me, because I guess I was on the camera. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, I really liked that uh, that thing you did. It was really funny. And I wasn't doing anything that funny. I would like I, I would interview people. I get all dressed up and I would talk to people about some stupid question. Yeah.
1: When 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 on days that we were going to do one of these things, you would dress up in a, like in like a sports car. I was so
0: excited. Yeah. That my whole day, I would get like a tie I'd get dress shoes, and people would see me. and They'd be like, "Oh, you're gonna film one of those, are you?" <laughs> and say, yeah, that's happening. And
1: we would just come up with a like a moderately dumb question, and then and just like harass people we interviewed a snowman once
0: guess what we're doing literally for this show we're coming up with a dumb question (laughs) (laughs) and we're interviewing people nothing has changed in some ways people don't change in other ways (laughs) people change a lot i guess for a while i thought
1: i thought i knew what i wanted to do because like Hmm. um all through middle school i was like i love the sciences and i love animals so i want to get into like a zoological field yeah and then in high school i took a, T- a uh a tv tech class on a whim and that then i discovered something about myself is that i really wanted to do that yeah so i joined the club i changed my homeroom so that i could do the show in the morning
0: i was always trying to change my homeroom but it, it never ended up working and they would not release me from mine, so I just started skipping homeroom and coming there anyway. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's strange how you come to the idea of what you want to do, because my mom has a recording of me as a child saying, uh, you know, she." I guess we were just having a conversation. I'm probably five years old or so. I think I remember this story. Yeah, and she um, there's, there's a recording of me... And my mom's like, you know, you can be anything when you grow up. You could even be an astronaut. And I look up at her and I go, I don't want to be an astronaut. I want to be the guy that makes the astronauts laugh.
1: That is like,
0: and, uh... that is the
1: most, that's like the most, f- fuck you. That is, that is like the most h- fucking hallmark, wholesome origin story for anybody
0: ever. It's, yeah, it was a total jerk move and I would have punched myself as a kid. <laughs> I, I'm kind of angry that my mom didn't punch me in the face. Being like, you're a pretentious asshole, Mike. That's like something that somebody comes up with later in life and says that it was something
1: they said when they were... A youngin, but no, that's something you genuinely
0: did. It's like there's there's evidence of that happening. So, yeah. I, but it took me a long time to find out what it was and where it was that I wanted to do it. And I looked to the stage at first, and the stage was not the right place for me. I, you know, I looked to to film, and that was not the right place for me. And I I ended up working in film for a little while, yeah. which I brought you along.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. And that actually bringing me along helped me realize that. Uh, While I love film I hate I don't Hate is a strong word I don't like The culture around it That's a weird way to say it I think it's more of like I don't like 8am call times Going home at 2 in the morning And not Maybe not knowing where you're going Doing a lot of work for no pay Until eventually somebody decides They want to pay
2: you Yeah Uh,
1: And then I realized What I really wanted to do Was tell stories And Mm -hmm. I look back at my life and I realize I've been, I wanted to be a storyteller longer than I wanted to make movies. Mm -hmm. Like in middle school, I would just like write short stories for myself or I had this grand idea that I was like, I would go on like we were both on Neopets because everyone was on Neopets in 2006. So (laughs) I would go on there and I would see people writing short stories that would get um, picked up and shown to all the users every weekend and i was like i want to be one of those people i want to be one of the people who whose ideas and stories get shared with yes. uh thousands of people so
0: and you you even had like a a, a group on there which it was a role playing group yeah and, yeah yeah and which, there was uh, a very we deep were, story
1: yeah we we went for a couple of years getting very involved all running several characters side by side in this shared t- continuity mm-hmm. that um, I didn't really have a strong concept of what like online role playing was, but I knew that I loved telling this story with these people I met online.
0: It wasn't the role playing necessarily as much as it was wanting to tell a story and and being in that mindset of like I I want to I want to convey this idea that I have.
1: Here's an idea to a lot of people. Here's this idea. Let's turn it into a character and pitch it to these other people i talked pitch it to my friends and see how they interact with it that was that was really something that resonated with me which i was and i was really disappointed when Mm. that um community just like aged up into high school or college or whatever i don't even know yeah because like because for
0: them it was just a game
1: we were just all different ages like Mm. i aged up into high school some people might have aged up into college yeah
0: for them, it was just a game. For you, it was that was the basis of something that was a lot bigger than just a game.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, for some, it was mm-hmm. something similar. Like the woman who headed the whole thing is a uh, was an artist who would make comics for the Neopian mm. for the Neopets thing every weekend. Yeah. Not every weekend, uh, off and on.
0: And uh, so and we, maybe we she's all... out doing art right now. Like, yeah, I knows? think
1: I think she is now. And mm-hmm. uh, we all just like co-opted her. Like with like her guidance, we all co-opted her ideas and settings and made them into our own. I stopped writing, um, like that fiction. I stopped writing short stories in high school. I didn't really start picking up, um, like I did some writing for like scripts in high school, but I mm. didn't really start writing creatively again until college when I, yeah. I took a creative writing class and I realized, oh, I've got something here.
0: Yeah. And uh, you reprimand me a lot. For um, this... your stories are very good and they're very in depth. Oh, thank you. But you run into a problem that I run into, which is wanting to build too much. Yes, and have... we, we actually explored this concept, I think, with Avery. I've been to of the, the J.K. Editor.
1: Rowling problem where I want to build too much, <laughs> mm-hmm. See, which but I'm really, I've you know, what? you know, my dirty little secret, I've never read a word of Harry Potter, so but... okay. I love what she did in building an entire fleshed-out, believable world. There's
0: nothing wrong with building a fleshed-out entire world like that, but you need eight books. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Like, the seeds of these ideas started on that role-playing group. The seed for one of the main characters Mm -hmm. in his most basic form. Mm -hmm. Like, who he is, what he's about, Mm -hmm. what he can do in its most basic form started when i was 12 years old
0: and that's kind of what i wanted, what i was trying to transition to by mentioning that is th- these ideas you don't know what they're going to be at first which is where i was with the stand up i didn't know that that's what i wanted but i eventually got there mm-hmm. through you know the influence of the rest of my life yeah and that's what happened with you just you know this character this idea has lived with you And been a part of you and has grown with you.
1: For half my life now. Yeah. Which is weird. And I've written not enough.
0: (laughs) You know, some people, it takes them a long time.
1: Yeah. I guess Now
0: that we're releasing, I'll probably be putting something, parts of this out as an episode. People know. Your secret is out.
1: Oh, yeah. I've told people that I'm quote unquote writing a book.
0: So say this is the episode that goes viral and people are like, it just hundreds of thousands of people. My you family knows. My extended family
1: knows. I have to answer my for myself every Thanksgiving. Instead Why? of
0: sitting down at the table and asking, oh, do you have a girlfriend yet? They're like, how's the book,
1: asshole? Yeah, yeah. At least I got that off my back. I don't have to worry about, no, still don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, yep, yep. Still a virgin.
0: Yeah, it's still going on. <laughs> In terms of classwork, I remember nothing. Because I wasn't, involved. I remember a little bit from ninth grade because I went to a different school. I said, you know what, fuck everybody yeah. from this you know, I don't want to see anyone from middle school aside from the, you know, like you and the people that I would hang out with outside. Yeah. Because I was severely bullied. So I you know, I went there and then I just at a certain point said, Oh, you know, this school is stupid and I hate it and I want to do other things. But I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Mm-hmm um i figured that out in 10th grade i'm like this is i absolutely want to do stand-up comedy that's when i really i i was into stand-up comedy for many years since i was in sixth grade is when i discovered it mm-hmm. but i wasn't the seventh but i wasn't like i think in you did, it i think you, you discovered stand-up
1: comedy well you, the story you tell is that you picked up uh, George Carlin's biography.
0: That is the the turning point. But it, the, the before that, you know, I wanted to be an actor. That was my thing. I wanted to be an actor, yes. but I was never satisfied because I wanted to be an actor. But I would go up on stage. And I'm like, I don't like reading other scripts really all that much. So then I'm like, well, I could just tell stories. And but it, it was an it was an ill conceived idea because I lied to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Um. Yeah but it was just it was in the interest of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I uh, you know it made people feel certain ways but I didn't want to be a serious storyteller. And so you know I turned to Steve Martin who was just the goofiest fellow you could ever he would just go up and have fun he was playing. And that was such a cool idea to me. And yeah uh, eventually my mom who I guess had never heard of George Carlin before despite the fact that she lived through his prime <laughs> and that when she was an adult and could not have avoided him uh, bought me a book that I still have on my desk and it traveled with me for a long time. Um, it was a collection. I, f- I forget what the name of it's called but it's it's all of his books in one book. Oh, wow. Yes, and I read that thing like a Bible. I went th- I've read it several times over and there was a time where I got in trouble for something in one of those smaller classes that you and me were in. And um, I wanted to bring that book with me to the uh, in-school suspension. Because I was there for the whole day. I wanted to bring it with me. I was going to read it. But the uh, that teacher who should have had her degree overturned for not providing any value to anyone's life. Uh, was like, oh, you can't have it. So I gave it to you. Because you were the only person I trusted with it and it was one of my most prized possessions.
1: That's a touching thing. I'm sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: I mean I, I wouldn't imagine that you would. But yeah, I gave
1: yeah, it I think from my perspective mm. I didn't know how much that book meant to you. Yeah. in my from my perspective it was hey, can you hold on to this for Oh, me? you
0: remember like, getting the book. You I don't. I I'm can't oh, sure okay. imagine how it probably went. Yeah, cuz she wanted to take it. Oh, I that's said, wrong. hell no. I no. am not you I will never see this book again if I give it to you. So I I gave it to you. And she didn't want that, but you took it anyway. And um, I was just hoping the whole day that you weren't just going to give it to her and that she, she wasn't going to pressure you into giving it so no, she could throw it uh, out. I was probably a safe place to put
1: that book because I was a good boy. I obeyed all the rules to the best of my
0: ability. <laughs> but if she had made a rule that, like, oh, you have to give all of your books to, to me. Man, I would have been torn. <laughs> 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 Between loyalty mm. to my best friend
1: and loyalty to the establishment that mm-hmm. has but kept me safe.
0: What I did when I got in there was, because George Carlin had these little bits, which um, it was just like one or two sentence ideas. And maybe they weren't even a fully formed joke, but it was it was funny, or it was something insightful. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write my own. And it was March of 2010. I sat down and I wrote 25 pages of my own thoughts. Um, some of them ended up coming from the book, and I looked back later and said, "Oh wait, no, this came from this came from George. Mm-hmm. I gotta give that one back."
1: Is that around the time that we started uh, hanging out a lot and coming up with uh, dumb, just like dumb ideas? Like the I super think that's heroes? when I said,
0: "Hey, let's get together and write some stuff." Because <laughs> I was just I th- that awakened me, and I said, "That's what I want to do. I want to be a stand-up comic." But we've done theater together. We we yes. produced. Uh, we did lighting more- or sound. For uh, for Bye Bye Birdie, which is uh, one of my favorite plays.
1: Yeah, we um, you, were you in Bi- or you were in the pit for Bye Bye Birdie? Right?
0: I was in Bye Bye Birdie, I was in the pit, and I was tech. I have done okay. three productions, and I've been on all sides.
1: Yeah, uh, in the yeah, it was the summer of two thousand twelve. I remember mm. because. Uh, that was the year Avengers came out, and you and Tanner were harassing me for not having seen the Avengers. <laughs> man, that's a man. Think of that—just 2012 to just seven time. years ago, and last, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago we saw Endgame.
0: See, I was, I was, I was guideless at that point because you know my ex had broken up with me, and so I, I had no direction. And going there to be in theater again after having stepped away for a few years was mm-hmm. very good
1: being crew cuz um I was operating the light board and a lot of the lights were pre-programmed it just mm-hmm. it was mostly um knowing my cues yeah just when I you think had I was doing it. lights I might have been doing sound
0: Well you had a whole binder too which I I went through that binder you know and what? studied everything I
1: think I was sound I think you were lights
0: Yeah cuz you had the whole thing and then I came yeah. in and you had somebody else helping you but they yeah. kept not showing up So then (laughs) I think that's when you called me and then I came in and I did it. Okay. We figured it out. Good job. Boom. Boom.
1: (sighs) Uh, So I was doing sound for that production and uh, it involved reading the entirety of the script. In some places I think I, like when you're in any stage production, in any production really, you don't, you don't, you you don't need to concern yourself with most of the script. You really only need Mm. to worry about the scenes you are in. Yeah. I think I I was I don't want to sound like her. Look at me, I'm sucking my own dick.
0: This is our uh, this is our show.
1: Yeah, it's fucking our it. show. <laughs> I knew that script better than any of the fucking actors because <laughs> I had to, I had to study that mm. script so that I knew when all my cues were.
0: I've been script supervisor on on many shoots and I too had to read the entire script and know the whole mm-hmm. script and no actor in any production knows the whole script. Nobody knows the nobody knows the
1: script. Everyone who basically the actors don't know the script nearly as well as the director, the producers, mm-hmm. the band or the tech crew.
0: Yeah. Because they have to know all of the script. Mm-hmm. But the actors only need to know but they don't need to know the whole thing. They need to know their part of the script really fucking well mm-hmm. and bring it to life. Yes. We need to make sure they look good doing it the whole time and I I again I've been on all sides of theater and yeah uh, you know being on the stage you would think there's no difference between like stand up and being on a stage but it's it's different when it's your own thing now we turn them into ad fault reads I think they're even more fun that way because mm. that, that's that's all it is it's just us being like here's something dumb it doesn't have to mean anything. <laughs> and I'm going to present it and the other person you like, just have to deal with whatever I throw at you. Like
1: trying to emulate Criscoff by wearing your clothes 100% wrong.
0: <laughs> you were going in. You were, it was going like, like geometrically.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I had it all worked out. You'd have to cut out a neck hole in the crotch of your pants. <laughs> it's and, something then your, that, and then your genitals were exposed to the neck hole of your shirt.
0: Something that deserves no thought at all. <laughs> you, in, you just went in and, and you're like, this is what I'm presenting today. No one would ever bring that to a pitch meeting to be this, like, hey, this is my crowning achievement. This has been intellectually
1: neglected by all of humanity. I'm going to give it its due.
0: <laughs> when was Crisscross even the around? Nin- it was nin- uh, early nin- to mid 90s, I want to say.
1: I think it was September of 1995 to November of 1995.
0: Mm-hmm. They, did, they were short lived. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's why I didn't want to cut that bit at all. I wanted it to stay the way it was, but I just couldn't put it into an episode that way. So I'm, I'm going to release it as is and just kind of show people what our creative process is, or lack thereof, I suppose. And now we take a trip to the Ad Vault, to visit those who wanted to sponsor us but gave us a bad check.
1: Boy, I miss the '90s. Don't you?
0: I miss the '90s, almost 90. 90%. percent
1: Do you remember uh, the Backstreet Boys?
0: I remember the Backstreet Boys. Those slick bastards.
1: Do you remember New Kids on the Block?
0: I remember New Kids on the Block like they were, weren't new when they were. New.
1: Well, do you remember? Do you know who my favorite uh, boy group was? Insane. Nope. One, two more guesses. <laughs>
0: One Direction, No. Oh. Jonas Brothers.
1: No, it's silly, it was Criss Cross.
0: Criss Cross!
1: Yes, those okay. fashionable fellas who wore all their clothes backwards.
0: How did they afford to get a sponsorship on our show?
1: Lord only knows, I think it was a drug settlement.
0: <laughs> but uh, that doesn't
1: matter, because I'm here to tell you about the great new craze that's sweeping the nation. That's right, Crisscross are back on a reunion tour and they've got a brand new style. Not only are their clothes in, uh, backwards, but they're inside out and worn flipped. So the pants are on the top of the body and their shirts are down where the pants ought to be on a squ- on a normal per- i'm sorry not on a nor- uh,
0: on a square well i ought to perk up and pay attention to this because this sounds like something i can't miss
1: now you too can catch in on this hot new fashion trend all you gotta do you can uh, buy the official crisscross branded modified clothing or if you're really strapped for cash you can make your own just take your jeans and cut a hole in the crotch and stick your head through it did and it's then... suggest a
2: lower cost option you've been our sponsor did. well it's all on brand
1: because when you because when all your friends see you with your pants over your head like a jackass you're gonna have to explain yourself. <laughs>
0: Imagine the awful <laughs> concert that this is it's like.
1: And you had your bed, your shirt on like a upside down, like a diaper.
0: <laughs> so I, at first, I thought we were selling tickets to crisscross, but just like a little extra. <laughs> I mean,
1: like,
0: Holes, He's demonstrating. Your
1: legs are through your armholes, but then your, your your genitals are just your genitals are just hanging through the neck hole.
0: You look like an ostrich right now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm swaying in the breeze. It's a, it's a new dance move they do too, where they helicopter w- through the neck hole.
0: <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard of. How can I get it? <laughs> Is it online? Is it on Amazon?
1: Actually, they're partnering with Kanye West. <laughs> you know, he's got his $90 plain white t-shirts. Well, they they bought up all his stock because he couldn't sell all that crap. So they bought up. He's helping them. He's, he, he's
0: <laughs> I can't
1: believe a second sponsor has pulled out halfway through
0: the advertisement. They're already gone. All the members of Criss Cross have
2: left. We'll never get those boys on the show again. They've waddled away on their
0: legs. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't practical Criss Cross! It's not practical! (laughs) People cancel on us. I think that's when I came up with it. That was a magical day. Yeah, I I came up with it because I'm like, well, we're here together. We may as well not waste the time that we have and we just record we knocked out like 20 of them all in a row which have been being slowly released
1: uh, in a weird way some of the most brilliant stuff we've got
2: oh yeah
0: it's, <laughs> that, it's that, a raw in the moment comedy well
2: that's what like you know when,
0: when we're like in a van on the way to the shore or something your mom is driving and has to deal with us in the back Chatting oh, yeah. like like we're middle school girls. We're basically
1: doing an improv show for an hour.
0: Yeah. We're just at each other with. You know, <laughs> but there's like no one else around. It's just us. And then your poor family has to be there, <laughs> listening to us laughing about like you know the animals of Madagascar and and Mini DeVito and Mini DeVito. Obviously, it's not as pronounced here because we're not like doing a bit. But when our chemistry and everyone that has seen this new show anyone that saw the old show they commented on it it's you know i i am just the and i even made mention of it in the first episode of this one where i'm just crazy and and you're the straight man just waiting for me to like mess up a yeah. little bit too much
1: what was it you said to latisse um it was you're the wizard you, you... standing on top of the, to- of the yeah. tower yeah
0: and I'm climbing my way up this mountain, just, you know, joke after joke, and then you hit me with like you you push me down <laughs> with something that I cannot possibly expect. And that our humor comes from me clawing at you until until you destroy me.
1: You said something else very insightful on the episode we did with Saj which was, um, you are my handler until I am yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. It really, it, One of us has, has historically has just taken on the role of taking care of the other one, yes, one because of us, neither one of, us of us are capable of being functional at the same time.
1: One of us needs to foster or shepherd the other at all times.
0: None of us are capable. We're just not capable of being functional at the same time, but I, I think that's why it works. And Kevin mentioned it. He said, you know, our chemistry is great. My, my parents love it. Yeah. Um cuz my mom at first she's like, "Well, why don't you just do a show?" Not anything against you, but she's like, yeah. "Well, you should just talk." And I said it doesn't work. A a single person podcast doesn't work. And then she listened to it and she's like, "Okay, that's why."
1: Yeah, there's a reason why everyone mm. ha- there's a reason why so many people mm. have a co-host. Like yeah. even on like late night talk shows, ev- like every for every Conan, there's a uh... Andy. Uh, thank you. Literally. <laughs> it's your name. <laughs> for every um um what's his face there's a Jeff the skeleton
0: Uh, Craig Ferguson Craig Ferguson thank you he's so good
1: even the talk show hosts they have a sidekick Mm -hmm. Ellen's got the I forget his name yeah but I I I don't I don't
0: want to see you as a sidekick it's
1: gonna be no it's Mike and I forget his name
0: (laughs) (laughs) because it it, it just it works when I am having trouble remembering the word north (laughs) you pop in and you're like listen you disgusting broken animal (laughs) I'm going to shepherd you. i pull I'm,
1: the fucking rip cord on your brain
0: and start, start that shit up again. I'm bringing you to safety. <laughs> and that's that is why it worked on livestream and that's why it works here cuz we yeah, have the same energy but from different standpoints.
1: Like an exempt, like a big example of that is during the Halloween episode of Livestream Live where you did wanted to do the the clown costume bit <laughs> where you were talk where you were like like the the bit was that Tam and I were doing the show without you, and we she distra- was supposed to be me. Yeah, and she dressed up as you, and we just dis- mm-hmm. the, the the fiction was that we distracted you with a costume party that wasn't real, mm-hmm. and so you came burst- busting in on us, and I knew immediately this wasn't gonna play, <laughs> this was not working.
0: I you had so many ideas like that.
1: You were trying, so I decided the best way to save mm-hmm. it was to sabotage it.
0: Yes, and that and it made it one of the most classic moments of of the show. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think this is a comedic bit that's what yeah because I came in and I said, well what is this? what are you because you know I, I in this universe was not aware that the show was happening without yes. my she was wearing I used to wear uh, this one jacket which I always wore on, on stage doing my stand-up mm-hmm. So she put on that jacket and the idea was well she's just gonna trick the and whole she audience did
1: the thing where, where, uh, you she did the thing where she drank the water yeah. and then threw the
0: cup and said welcome to the live stream live. Which is, is not a luxury that I have on an audio format. So now I have to come up with something in the beginning. Like yeah, We can't but, use prop comedy anymore. We can't do prop comedy. We can't do viewers discussion advised. Um, <laughs> I, I, eventually I'll find one thing that I, I can do. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's the perfect example of me climbing the, the tower, mm-hmm. climbing the mountain, and being pushed down.
1: <laughs> i don't i don't know if i'm totally on board with the push you down metaphor it's not it's like, not
0: necessarily like pushing me down but like i think that i'm succeeding and then you're like no you're not this is how we're doing this
1: i i think a better analogy would be you desperately trying to pull open a door and i tell you that it's a push door
0: it's yes there we go that works yeah that, that which well, That's happens. definitely what
1: the clown. That's definitely what the clown bit was like. You were pushing. You were pulling on that door, and I reminded you to push
0: with one finger. Just, there you go. Yeah. And then I fall down because I've been pushing so hard. <laughs> and that's yeah. And that's that's why it's good. And that's generally what I get compliments about is is the fact that you know the our conversations don't tend to die down, which is why we're almost two hours into this. Oh my god! Producing a live
1: show, which. Can be considered by some people to be way more <laughs> difficult than producing a record, pre-recorded show. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the live show was a stepping was kind of like a stepping stone.
0: Well, it's difficult if you have things planned and you have like a real show behind you. Like yeah. if you have acts and stuff, which we, eventually we had people come in. Yeah, we would interview people sometimes.
1: We would have a topic of discussion, yeah. but a lot of it was us bullshitting.
0: But people. it's not like New Year's Rock and Eve where no, they have enough, like enough. a schedule. No, no, no. We no. never. Aside from the uh, the fundraiser, that is the closest thing to yeah. something really truly organized that we got to do.
1: Our ten hour long, twelve hour fundraiser.
0: Yes, I <laughs> I had planned. I had sixteen guests. Um, what was
1: what was going on? Were you too nervous to sleep? I was.
0: That? I had not. Yeah, I was too nervous to sleep the night before because. It was a big day. Yeah. It was a really big day. There was a lot of people coming to the house. Yeah, we had... We were raising money. We were going to be seen by thousands of people. We ended up being seen by 20,000 people, I think. Really? In the time that we were up. that's right. So we made like $700, which is a respectable amount of money for For a bunch of people dicking around in a spare room, which is what I always said. And... You know, it, yeah, it got to a... But we had a lot of people come on, and we had some interesting stories. And
1: that's how I met Zarifa.
0: Yes, yeah, you met Zarifa that day. Um,
1: yeah, she she was there while you mm. were in a catatonic state, passed out under the table.
0: Yeah, so I didn't sleep the night before because I was nervous about doing all this. And I was powering through for the mm. first, like, eight or nine hours, and then I started to get dizzy.
1: Yeah, you st- and around... Mm. I think shortly after Zarifa arrived is when you stopped forming memories mm-hmm. and you became this be this con this fleshy construct of instinct
0: oh yeah it see because I had read stories of like people that had kept themselves awake for days and then they died at the end of it yeah so I started getting into like panic mode where I'm like well how much longer at what point do I become one of those stories
1: One of my favorite things about that is, well, A, we had a brief dance-off at the end, which yes. you don't remember.
0: I remember seeing it. You don't, I don't remember, remember being it. there.
1: And my favorite thing is right at, just before the show ends, we wrap up our charity stream 2 hours early because I'm genuinely concerned for your health.
0: Andy called it I was trying to push it and Andy's like, "No, you need you need to sleep."
1: I had to help you, I had to escort you to your room. <laughs> um, I had to see our guests off and um but before that, just before we end the show, you uh, reach under the table for something that was dropped and you stayed there because you fell asleep.
0: I went to turn the camera off. That's right. Because yeah. you, you see me duck under to, to get to the camera because, you know, it, it's on that's the computer. Right,
1: that's right. You went, you had to duck under the mm-hmm. table to get to the computer mm-hmm. and,
0: and I, was I think on the, floor. on the
1: return trip you fell asleep.
0: Yeah, and I was on the floor and I'm just, you know, it's done. Yeah, it's so over. I had Ten to... and a half solid hours of being live in so front of people.
1: I had to, uh, I had to, um, Thanks, Zarifa, and mm-hmm. what's his name? David. And, David, and somehow,
0: David. we still worked with Zarifa on many occasions afterward, yes. and David and I are still very good friends.
1: So, I saw Zarifa and David off, I thanked them for their time, and then I got your ass to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I cleaned up everything and went home. Andy's because an angel. Because we'd been up since 8 in the morning.
0: Andy is really truly like, an angel.
1: No, I think we got up at 6 in the morning. I got up at 6 in the morning. Mm. You got up at 6 in the morning three days before that. Yeah.
0: I, I was wide awake and wired and ready. And I can't drink caffeine. Even at the time, I wasn't about caffeine. But I, I like, certainly can't do it now. But, yeah. It it was... um I'm not... Not proud of it. I'm I'm very proud of what we did and what we were able to do in that amount of time.
1: I'm glad we did it because we found your hypothetical limit.
0: Well, if I had (laughs) slept the night before, I could have done a 24-hour stream. You
1: could have done a 72-hour stream.
0: Like yeah, that's the if I had a if I had a fair head start, Mm -hmm. I could have done much more.
1: Yeah, he's he's been really busy lately Mm -hmm. on account of well. A being all over the news, being all, all over, over the, the news. news, all over the local fucking news. Mm. We got him first. We got the scoop.
0: Also, yeah, I think when we got him, he wasn't on anywhere. I and think he was
1: on like, I think he was on like, um, like some small like. I
0: must have read about him somewhere. So I think he I think was, he was
1: on like some small like local interest bit on a mm. local newspaper. So I
0: forget how I I came about him, but I said I'm like this kid has to be on the show. It's going to be an interesting interview, regardless. Yeah. I did not realize he was going to be that funny. So because yeah. you know, I'm trying to get funny people to come on here, but it, and you know you would not think, okay, well, let's get the genealogist, but he's so
1: fucking right. funny. Well, I think our show's also kind of pivoting into, I mean, everyone we've had on has been funny, but we're also pivoting into uh, just creative people.
0: Well, that's that's what I because at first I'm like, well, I could just do comedians. And then I thought it's gonna get boring. That well's yeah, that gonna run dry at some point. We're gonna have all these comi- so you know I had Latisse who was great. I had Rick Overton who was a comedy hero of mine. And then I you know what? Let's let's change course. Yeah. Let's get somebody else.
1: And is that when we had Avery? I
0: th- we had Froy with Avery, um, Tom. You know who did our art. Yeah. And I said, well, let's just get. Every form of creativity in the entertainment okay. industry. So I had an uh, improviser. I, I had an actor in Kevin.
1: I would really like to get... I don't know anyone who could who could do this, but I'd really like to get a writer on the show, and I'd really like to get some sort of visual artist, like a painter. I know both. Okay.
0: Real quick, I do want to talk about the British cop.
1: Oh, fuck me.
0: Just because I I want to have like a segment where we can mention... We were t- what we, were we did gonna,
1: we were going to talk about that
0: an hour ago we were <laughs> and I think it's time that we reach it
1: Michael and Justin and came in here it. got their dinner and retreated <laughs>
0: Because they're like, oh, they're talking about British, British cop. we got to get out of here. Yeah, By the we're... way, I've been wearing the British cop hat. I, I imagine when I release this, it'll be in little segments mm-hmm. for a long time. This is We've been recording for a while. I've been wearing the British cop hat.
1: What do you think, like a post-credits kind of deal?
0: I, something like that. I don't know how. I didn't expect this to happen at all. Yeah, but just, this is really good. When we decided
1: to just turn this into an episode mm-hmm. of us talking, I figured it would just be like an episode where mm-hmm. we talk about each other and ourselves and jerk, jerk each other off. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely, I'm going to go through and cut out, like, like the saucy bits and, and put them together, and this All will right. become a coherent thing. Okay. Because, um, obviously, yeah, there's a lot of us shooting the shit, and then there's a lot of stuff where we get deep and, and good.
1: Yeah, I think we've, we've been, I think we've been very genuine.
0: Yeah. So, that, we have... <laughs> <laughs> Andy, know the equipment! <laughs> we've been so genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me, Mom, tell and me I'm genuine.
1: That's ah. where it ends. <laughs> That's where the genuine the, ends. The um, <laughs> but the
0: the British cop, Speaking of our, um, what was a big fat stinker. <laughs> it was a big fat stinker, but we were so proud of it, and it was it was a you know we had worked together on the on the morning show, and we're like, well, we need to make something, yeah. and there's beyond a fi- this. And there's a film festival, and there. there's a film festival, and we're you know fresh faced and fifteen, and we've spent most of the year. Just, um, no, this was 2009 this came out. So this was even before no, I had my comedic awakening. Yes. 2009. Are you this...
1: looking at it on YouTube? Or...
0: No, it, it'll be 10 years this year. I just remember it being the film festival of 2009 because it was November and I would have been gone. Right. by 2010 (laughs) so which is a story for another day but you were not a good student (laughs) andy and i one of the sketches that we had come up with together so i guess our partnership started earlier than that
1: yeah
0: earlier than than 2010 because
1: the premise of the bit is it's a british traffic cop working in america Mm -hmm. and he pulls somebody over for driving on the right side of the road because he's so used to people driving on the left side of the road. Do the voice. Um, I don't know if I can do that voice anymore. My voice has gotten... Just too-
0: be an Australian. I had a higher voice back then. I So did I. I. My voice is much different than it was then.
1: Yeah. You had a much softer face. I had a bare face.
2: <laughs> You're driving on the wrong
0: side of the road. But I'm
1: driving on the right side. No, it's more Australian. (laughs) My British accent was more Australian. Our outtakes for that were longer than the actual thing.
0: And it's, it ended up getting it, deleted. Those were better yeah. than the, the actual thing. Had yeah. we released the bloopers...
1: Tragically, the, that data was corrupted. Well, because
0: I wanted it to be in the actual thing, but uh, the, the guy who ran that class said we couldn't do it.
1: Well, the problem was that our blooper reel was twice as long as the actual thing.
0: And it was twice, ten times as funny.
1: Yes, because it was... It was so a, much better. Well, there was um, you making the seagull sound by accident, that we cannot be replicated... Never. It was wagging your tongue out because mm. we were between takes, and you're 15, so that's what you do. Yeah. There was one time you, st- one of us started a line, and uh, what sounded like a train horn went off, despite there being mm. no train tracks anywhere nearby. I learned later that that's what a school bus horn sounds like. So yeah, it, it was just <laughs> there was uh, you're
0: driving on the wrong side of the road. You know, there, the cop is British somehow working in the states.
1: There was this one, uh, there's this one guy Jake that we both kind of knew mm. who. D- <laughs> and uh our friend colin was mm. helping us and so he just walks by he's like 50 feet away it's like oh hey it's andy kirkowitz and dan and mike hey guys kid's name's colin not dan and he goes and colin, my name is colin and I go- colin goes out that's not my name and you just go shut up dan shut up dan and that became you harassing him for months
0: we by did that calling to him, him forever by and telling him to shut up and calling him dan we ended up unknowingly working at the same place and he got hired, like, a day or two after I did. And you harassed the boys. And I saw him, and we were in a workplace, and I would go, shut up, Dan. The
1: three of you, right?
0: Mike was also there. I I, yeah. I, got him. I told him, like, hey, you should leave Lowe's and come over here, because this place is way better, right? But the, uh, the British cop was, you know, we, we put this thing together. We were so proud of it. I'm yeah. sure you remember being oh, yeah, proud of it very too. Proud. We were
1: like this is going to be yeah. a smash hit. And it's, we we thought it was smart. We thought it was smart comedy. It was this thing that we had written ourselves. Yeah. It was a unique it was our original mm. idea.
0: So he'd go, oh, "You're driving on the wrong <laughs> side of the road." And I said, "Well, I'm driving on the right side, but in Britain it's wrong to drive on that side of the road uh, the way that I was going." So you know, it
1: was it was trying to turn semantics into comedy, and it didn't yeah. quite play. And we're like,
0: yeah, a whole auditorium of high schoolers are gonna Dude, love
1: this. A bunch of high schoolers who, a bunch of fourteen to eighteen year old kids who have never heard of Abbott Costello.
0: Yeah, and so we we sit down. I remember when they put it up on the projector and bum 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 bum. Yeah, Ball I had the them. dramatic music. <laughs> I, I had that
1: motion template.
0: Yeah, and then I stepped out of the car, which was driven by someone else because I couldn't drive. Who was that? Was that just someone you grabbed? I know, somebody that had a car. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, can you drive toward the camera real can, quick? Can you drive me 15 feet that way? And then I'm going to step out of the car, and y- you now get a credit on our thing. Yeah. And uh, it's probably in the credits, so we can figure out who it is. Maybe. But um, this thing is playing, and... We're just sitting there behind the projector. I think we knew the people that ran the projector. We were like, eh, eh. so we're and like, everyone's just like, we're bro, just waiting bro. for the laugh to come in, and we we're like, we knew when it was supposed to come in. Yeah, first. But joke. you're driving on the right side, and that was supposed to be when it was.
1: Yeah, first joke.
0: Nothing. Nothing. No one. No one laughed. No at one
1: all. gave a shit.
0: And it, the thing is, it's like five minutes long. So we're sitting there in almost complete silence for five minutes, and then there were some pity claps as the credits yeah, rolled. The polite claps. It was
1: it was not a good thing, but we were proud of it. But and I've it was shown a experience. You, you might be proud oh. of something, but it also might be a pile of turd.
0: And I I was just speaking to Ico, um, a couple of weeks ago and she has all all these projects coming up she's like i don't know which one to take first you know which one should i go for you know i'm i'm worried that if i take one i'm going to you know it's it's going to take away from the others i don't want to have like a whole backlog of garbage and i said listen <laughs> <laughs> let me show you something let me and i sent her the link i said i made this 10 years ago with Andy and if we had not made this, we wouldn't know where to go next. Oh, yeah.
1: you got to make mm. the bad things so you know how to get better.
0: Make as many bad things as you want to make. The bad things will not hit. And if they hit, it's the room, and everyone loves you for it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid of making a mistake creatively. Unless well, it's going to hurt somebody. But if it's going to hurt you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you can make a podcast ten years later, and you can talk <laughs> about it, and you can say... Because we also did another podcast, which I wasn't all so happy with uh, toward the end. I just didn't feel satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this one I'm, I'm more satisfied with. But had we not made that one, I wouldn't know where to go right. to make something that I was more satisfied with. I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up.
1: Yeah, we need to wrap up. I just
0: want to say thank you so much you. for dealing with me for, the, for this long.
1: And thank you very much for having me <laughs> and dealing with my... Uh, my limited desire to interact socially
0: let's and you know i work with your mom in tandem sometimes to mm-hmm. drag you out because your yeah. mom realizes you need to leave too yeah. so i'm like i'm gonna st-, and i will call her and be like hey i'm about to steal your son and she prepares you do i, I may as well just come out now so oh my god <laughs> you are being sabotaged
1: sometimes like Use like sometimes it's i've got something i need to do mm-hmm. or sometimes i'm just not in the mood i'll have her run interference sometimes <laughs> oh yeah i'll have her be the bad guy so that you i have an excuse
0: and give me one second here two hours
1: oh my god we've been <laughs> talking for two hours
0: good night everybody well
1: the first 15 we didn't know we were doing it <laughs> no
0: we didn't so let's go another 15. <laughs> no
1: i gotta go home
0: You can even sample this yeah <laughs>
2: Officer, That's a nice hat you have. What are you, a Mountie? Those guys that ride their horses around in Canada. Um, so you were driving on the wrong side of the road. But I was driving on the right side. No, you were driving on the wrong side. You mean the left side? No, the left side is the right side. So the right side is the left side? Not yes, more. the right side is the left side. Does that mean the upside is the downside and the downside is the upside? Where well, on earth did you get that from? The, the, the right side the is the wrong side, the left side is the right side The upside is the upside, the downside is the downside Okay, uh, but if the left side is the right side, and the right side is the wrong side Doesn't that make the right side the right side? Up is up, down is down, left is left, right is right, yet wrong while left is right Then where am I?! You were driving on the right side So I was driving on the right side of the road No, you were driving on the right side Isn't that the left side? No, that's the right side Yes, that's the right side? No, the left side is the right side, and the right side is the wrong side. But isn't the left side the wrong side? Right. Exactly! So left is wrong, and right is right. No! Up is up, down is down. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Left is left and right, right is right and wrong. So if I was driving on the right side, that makes me both right and wrong? No! All wrong! You! Alright, what I'm getting from this is basically all the sides are wrong, and I should just drive a them. No. Left is left and right, up is up, right is right, and wrong, down is down, and I don't care about the middle! What do you have against the middle? I have, I have nothing against any side of the road. Yeah, the middle is kind of more not on the left or the right, it's kind of just a region. I have nothing against any region of the road. You're some kind of road discriminator. What? You're a road discriminator. You only like the right side of the road. Well, it's the side you're supposed to drive on! So you admit it! Admit what? I was driving on the right side of the road, and you're a road discriminator! I know you were driving on the right side of the road, I've been saying that this entire time, but it's not the right side! So the right side isn't the right side? Exactly! So the left side isn't the left side? What, I just you think that? So if the right side is the right side, and the left side isn't the left side... make the right side the left side, the left side the right side, and the middle is discriminated against. If it makes you understand me, then yes, the right side is the left side. So the left side is the right side? Yes. But I was driving on the right side. I know that, but it's not the right side. What are we even arguing about? You were driving on the right side of the road. Okay then, goodbye. Wait, no, no, no. no. Oh, uh. my